you are listening to the originals podcast you're here with caleb today well it's been a few weeks have you missed us i hope you have how amazing were those last two episodes we had with pastor shane willard we're so thankful for the time that he gave us and um i hope that you have listened to them not just once a couple of times i have I'm still thinking about some of the answers he had to the questions that we asked, um, the way he communicated them, the words um, he used, the way he um, illustrated his points. Oh, beautiful. It was beautiful. And um, my mind is still blown. And everybody who was able to share that podcast on their socials was able to subscribe. We're so thankful for you. We're trying to get the word out about our podcast and um, we just love our community. And let's just keep getting the word out there. Keep subscribing. Keep letting us know what you're loving. If you don't follow us on our socials at HWY Originals, jump on, press follow, because we want to hear from you. We want to know what you're loving. We want to know what you want us to hit, the conversations, the talking points. Um, we want to have conversations that are relevant to the young adults community. So if there are some areas in your life or areas in the young adult life and the sphere of where we live, what we do, we want to hit those points, so let us know, okay? We want to have some great conversations. But before we get into our podcast today, I'm going to recommend you something that I have been loving and I binged last week, and it's the podcast and it's called Fight, Hustle and Hurry. Fight, Hustle and Hurry. Now, this is a podcast by John Marcoma and Jeff Jefferson Bethke, and um, it is an incredible podcast. It's something that I think all of us need to listen to. It's um, talking about some foundational things that we need to put in place in our life. So just go and listen to it, okay? Don't even ask. Just go and listen to it. Let me know if you loved it because I personally did. It was so good for my life. Anyway, let's get on to today's episode. On Sunday night, last Sunday night, Originals partnered with Highway Church and we collaborated in the 5 p.m. service and we did what we always do we had a conversation and we continued the conversation we started on the podcast last month and the question that we talked about was why am i still a christian and we had a panel of people with matt that you know of um, an incredible woman called donna and one of our community, one of our young adults, Owen, and they came and we just had a conversation around that question. And I really believe that the testimonies that was shared, the journeys and the stories, I believe they're going to encourage you. I left feeling so encouraged. It was such a great conversation. And um, we hit some really great points. And um, I just thought, let's put that on the podcast. It was so good. And we had so much feedback that everybody wants to listen to it again. So here it is again for you, our conversation from last Sunday night. I hope you love it. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, here we go. What we're going to do tonight, we're going to have a conversation. And tonight, we're having a bit of a panel. It's going to be people who are a part of our church. And I'm going to introduce them in a second. But let me just lay a bit of the foundation for what we're going to talk about this evening. Now, here in Australia, in our society, they're saying that we are in a post-Christian society. Now, what that means is in terms of culture, worldview, ethics, we're heading to a place where it's sort of anything goes. Diversity is king. You be you. You've heard that saying before. You be you. You, you live out who you want to be. 
And if you have a bit of an idea, throughout the world, Judeo-Christian value is throughout our politics, throughout our laws, throughout our ethics. But we're coming to a place where we're seeing that they say post-Christian means it's moving away from those foundations. Yet the church is still growing. In the past 10 years alone, the ACC, who we're a part of, has had an increase of over 100,000 people in Australia. How amazing is that? The Pentecostal church that we are in, we're a Pentecostal church tonight, is the fastest growing Christian denomination in our nation. How amazing is that? Yet we're seeing our religious freedoms come under attack. And today we've we've gone through all the churches in Australia, and we've focused on talking about religious freedoms. And really what that is, is for us to put into our constitution, to law, religious freedoms so that we can outwork our religion freely, like we do right now. And so we've been focusing on that, and you would have received an email from Highway today that will tell you how you can get behind that, and that's by writing a letter or sending an email into our local member. But there's ways we can do that, but we are coming into a post-Christian society, yet the church is growing. You know, Highway, here in our church, do you know that every single week, right, we take, teach from Highway alone, 1,100, we teach 1,142 students religious instruction from our church every week. 1,100 children. That is from our church. We are having an impact and we go in there and teach the gospel. That is what we do. We have teachers that go around from Pimpama, Ormo, even down at Gilston from our Gilston location. We are in there paving the way, trying to continue bringing Jesus to our community. And one of the things that we are really focusing on as young adults is to not just understand what we believe, which is important. We need deep foundation. We need to know our theology. We need to know God's word. We need to know how to pray. We need to know how to engage in deep conversation. But do you know what is even more important than the what? Is the why. The why we believe what we believe. You know, with your story, no one can argue your story because it's yours. It's your testimony. No one can argue with your experience. And so when we talk about what we believe, one of the great things to start, one of the great ways to engage in conversation is to talk about why. And tonight we're going to have a conversation. I'm going to welcome up our panel for this evening. Robbie, if you want to bring them up for me. I'm going to welcome up. We have Matt, you want to come up? We have Owen. Come up, Owen. Come on, let's give these guys a hand. And we have Pastor Donna. You want to come up? Thank you, Robbie. Come and take a seat. This is Matt here. Matt is our art director here at Highway, manages all of our design. Take a seat. We have Pastor Donna. How good is Pastor Donna? Pastor Donna runs all of our prayer here at Highway, our prayer team. And um, man, she is incredible. And you may not know, she's Pastor Byron's younger sister. How good's that? And last but not least, we have Owen down here. Owen plays on our worship team, and he's a school teacher back here behind us in Livingston. What grades do you teach, Owen? Uh, seven to ten. You might have to use your microphone. Seven to ten. There we go. Nice. So you're just asking me. Sorry, yeah. No, it was it's a, conversation. a conversation. Yeah, but we're coming through. 
And so our conversation this evening is around this one question. Why am I still a Christian? Why am I still a Christian? And I think this question, personally, I've grown up in church my whole life. And there's been moments where I feel like I've had that encounter. Has anyone else had that one encounter where they feel like, yep, that was me, I knew from that point. And I can remember that point. But one of the things that we've got to remember, and Matt, you might be able to elaborate on this a bit more, but Christianity and following Jesus wasn't just one point, it's a daily decision. It's a posture of us being aware that, God, I'm aware of you. I'm following you today. Refine me. What do you think, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, well, yeah, we were just looking at this question, why are you still a Christian? Does anyone actually listen to the Originals podcast? At least, we've got at least one or two, that's good. <laughs> it's a good start. Um, thanks, bro. <laughs> um, so this was born out of, like, a question we asked during the podcast, but um, the, last, the last two episodes we had, we actually had Shane Willard on. So if you like Shane Willard, even if you're not a young adult, you should probably jump on and listen to it, because it's actually <laughs> pretty rad, shameless plug. I plug every time on a platform, it's great. It's great. Um, but there's this thing, like, it's pretty funny. Over two whole episodes, every question we asked Shane Willard, he almost had the exact same answer at the start. We'd ask a question, he's like, well, hang on. Let's break apart what the question is that you're actually asking here. Mm. Um, so I'm going to do a Shane Willard, not that I claim to be anywhere near as totally. holy and awesome as Shane Willard. Um, but I just want to clarify, because I've had a few conversations like this before when, you know, I've talked to, say, young people at youth or um, in young adults, and, you know, I've had people say, hey, if I don't speak in tongues, am I still a Christian? Or, you know, hey, if I don't go to church every Sunday, am I still a Christian? And it's like, well, I guess there's a little confusion about what the actual word Christian means. Um, I guess, especially to younger people, you know, it's, it's always seen as like, a, oh, yeah, well, you just call yourself a Christian if you believe in God. But, like, you know, where's the, where's the line? Where do I go? Actually, yeah, I'm going to label myself and call myself a Christian as part of who I, who I am, you know, um, which is going to be part of the conversation, I guess, tonight as well. It's, you know... What does it mean to be a Christian? Not just why. Like, well, we just said before, it's not the what's the why. So that's completely wrong. But, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I love that. And, um, you know, in this room tonight, we have um, people who have been in church for a long time. Um, and we may have people in here who maybe this is your first time tonight. And if you've been in church for a long time, you've seen the ebbs and flows of um, different seasons that happen throughout church life. And at the moment, um, we saw we're in a, a point where Christianity, for some people, um, either to them feels like it's something that is attacking. And if anybody here in this room knows yeah. that the base of the gospel, that Jesus, we know who he is, and he always spoke out of love. Now, we know there's lots of ways and different ways to um, explain what love is, um, but other than something that was religious, when I was growing up, when I said I was a Christian, oh, totally. people just thought I was just a religious person. Well, I would I, say that too. I'd say the reasons why I'd be hesitant to tell someone a Christian today is actually completely different to why I was hesitant 10, 15, 20 years ago. You know, like um, I remember being younger and uh, nervous to tell someone about my faith or whether I was a Christian, maybe because I thought it was a little uncool. Or, you know, oh, you're lame, you, you don't take two days off on the weekend, you go to church on Sunday, you know, like, but now it's like, hang on, the world looks at our core beliefs and is pulling them apart. And I don't know, 
I need to make sure that if I'm calling myself a Christian, that I actually know what it is that I believe mm. um, so I can stand on those foundational truths and values yeah. and go, this is what I believe that I'm going to be, yeah. Yeah, that's so important. And when we asked this question a few weeks ago, and I don't know if um, you guys in this room have asked yourself that question a long time, because sometimes I feel like I get in the rhythm of doing church life and being a part of it. But I think it's something that we should ask ourselves regularly. So Donna, why are you still a Christian? Yeah, yeah. well, I think that, um, I think in the beginning, one of the things that really helped me was that I actually dealt with issues. Um, God brought issues up in my life early and um, I let him deal with them. And I think that's a very important point when you're a new Christian because um, I had, uh, you know, a lot of you know my story and whatever, but one of the things I had to really deal with, and there were many, but one of the big things was um, being terrified of things, not just scared, not just fearful, but terrified. And I'd be terrified of spiders, I'd be terrified of people in authority over me, um, I'd be terrified of oh, just everything. And um, storms in particular, I would get under blankets and I would not come out even though it was 45 degrees until that storm had finished. I was the epitome of terror, you know, being terrified. But one time the Lord came to me and I was just a new Christian and Byron and Anne came over to New Zealand. I want to just say that because they told me about Jesus and I'm so grateful that they did. Um, because I got to meet him soon after that they left and came back to Australia. But anyway, I had this, um, I, I was terrified. Trev went to a men's Christian camp. We're new Christians. And all of a sudden, I'm at home by myself with three children. And I am terrified. I am responsible for these children. And when I say terrified, I mean sitting rigid, sweating, um, just not being able to speak, heart beating, just really, really terrified. And of course, the, the um, Hollywood stuff with the, the branches hitting the windows and things thumping <laughs> on the roof. And, and anyway, you know, it got to a point and I just cried out to God and I said, God, this stuff has got to stop. And, you know, I, I can't live like this. So God gets you to a place of desperation as well, right? So I'm desperate. I'm desperate. And I said, Lord, you know, you've got to help me. And if you don't help me, then what kind of a God are you? You know, that's how I spoke to him. And with that, I threw open all the windows and all the doors in the house. And I sat and I watched TV till midnight. <laughs> and then I closed all up, went to bed. And I have never been that terrified again. So my thing is to say, let's deal with our issues that we've got. We've all got different. I've still got more to, to, you know, to have dealt with. But I think that helped me early on to to get that grounding with God and get that relationship with God solid. And it's helped me to be where I am. So good. Come on. That is is awesome. How good is that? Um, How are you with public speaking? What's that? Are you terrified of public speaking? I'm, no, or I'm a little scared. I'm not terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a lot scared. I'm not terrified. <laughs> I love that, Donna. And, you know, um, that was actually sort of the same as my response. Um, when I asked myself that question, um, was really that I've experienced God, that I've experienced his power, that I have seen too much. 
I've been in too many moments where I have felt God's presence, that I've seen things in my life be dealt with because, you know what, those things, like Donna is saying, overwhelming fear, we can't do that ourselves. It's only Jesus. And those moments for me, that is, that's my answer would be the same as that, is that I've been through too many moments in my life where I cannot say anything else but that was God. Yeah, that's right. That was Jesus. Cool. And so when I think of that, Donna, that is so powerful because you see restoration because that is Jesus' goal, right? Yeah. right? He came to restore right. in our lives. And, you know, I, I believe the same. I think that's awesome. Oh, yeah. and I want, to hear, I want to hear your story. Yeah, mate. Um, well, I guess I didn't grow up Christian. I didn't get Christian until I was about 22, 23. Wow. Um, so... But I also wasn't leading what most people would call a bad life. So I didn't have one of those super transformations um, that like, you know what I mean? It's no doubt this is God kind of thing. For me, it was a, yeah, I'll come to church. I got invited to go because I could play music. Um, so, but I was playing footy at the time. I didn't take drugs. I drank a little bit, but not excessive. So I wasn't doing anything what most people would call was bad. So then when I got to church, I was like, cool, it's kind of, just the same, you know, I um, went out a bit less and hooked up with girls a bit less, but um, it, for me, it was um, just kind of like day to day, and then the more I went to church, the more little things I saw in my life would just change, I would swear a bit less, or I would, um, you know, want to do this thing less, or this thing less, and um, it was kind of like, yeah, like I said, there was no kind of eureka moment, holy moly, this is like, you know, lying on the floor, it was just a, a day-to-day kind of journey it was like a and then each day each step and then I don't know like 10 years 11 years later I'm kind of still doing the same thing I'm taking step by step day by day and then you go back a couple of steps then you you move forward again and um for me it's it clearly is just that um day by day journey and um you know over the last two years I've actually so my, um, over the last two years, I've had to ask myself that question, why am I still? And I love that yeah. still part of this question. Because yeah. um, I think it's easy to, to get on fire after a youth camp or get on fire after a big kind of conference. <laughs> totally. But it's that, hey, it's now three months later. Yeah. I'm no longer on fire. How do I keep that passion going? And um, sure. so some of you may know, some of you probably don't. Um, but my wife when we had my son, uh, got really, really, really bad postnatal depression. So she's in the last two years, so my boy's two in August, she's been hospitalized seven times, spent about five months in hospital, um, and you know, several times that she's ready to kill herself and everything else. And um, you kind of ask that moment, you're like, you're praying to God, and then you're like, hey, yes, she's back home. Thank you, Lord. And then a couple of weeks later, she's back in hospital. You're like, know where are you and there's times you're just kind of screaming at him and I'm like God you can either heal my wife and you're not which kind of makes you a bit of a tool sorry I know sorry but like that's how I'm thinking sorry Pastor B just (laughs) just being honest but this is the conversation I had with him and I'm on if I'm being honest I know God could take it because and that's why I'm having this convo with him so I'm like that's you're either that or you can't heal her and then you're not God and I'm having this conversation, and to be honest, like, if I knew the answer to that, then again, he wouldn't be God, because, like, if I know it, then, you know, I'm definitely not. So, um, (laughs) we had these moments of, like, you know, I've got two kids that I'm trying to put to bed by myself, two kids under 
or under four, and um, I'm trying to put them to bed or trying to feed them and then trying to clean the house and everything else, and my wife's in hospital about an hour away, so I can't go up and see her, and, um, and then like I'd finish that, finally sit down, and I call my wife, and she's just distraught, and then, um, and then yeah, everything else, and she's missing the kids and missing us, and then, you know, there's times where the hardest part was I'll try to go to sleep and um, not know if my wife's going to be there in the morning, you know, because I can't look after her if I'm sleeping. And um, so there was, over the last two years, there's just been so many times where I've just, you know, God, where are you? Why aren't you healing my wife? Why are we going through this? And, you know, like, I think we're starting to head out the end of it now, thank, thank God. And um, the whole time I've been, um, I feel like, I've gone to church more in that time. So at the same time that kind of happened, uh, we were at a different church that we've now kind of left. And so I went through this time where my wife's in hospital. I no longer have my other church. Um, and then uh, we started coming here and we came here for about two, three weeks and then COVID hit as well. And so we're kind of no, no direct church, no kind of nothing. And then it kind of just smashed us. But then like... I feel like every time I had an opportunity to go to church, I'd want to. So in this time where my mind was telling me, God's left you, God's not real, why isn't he helping your wife and everything else, I felt every kind of, every moment, hey, that's, I want to go to, I want to go to church, I want to go back here, I want to serve again, I want to keep kind of going deeper and deeper. So in like the darkest times we've kind of had, um, God's just shown up and shown up. And then, you know, it's, um, it's one of those things, I had a lot of people say, you know, oh, and you're so strong for going through this, and I'm, I'm not, but it's, as I said before, it's that, you know, day by day, Lord's given me strength, and I know it is Him, because yeah. I know that I'm not strong enough to go through the last two years, yeah. but every day, um, you know, I wake up, and He gives me the strength to get through that day, and then kind of clean the house and do whatever, and then look after the kids, and anyone in here who has young kids knows the crazy <laughs> of that, and then to do it all again, and then go through work and everything else, and kind of one of like the almost juxtapositions of this time is in a time that's been so hard for me personally, professionally I've got like promotions and stuff like that and work-wise is going awesome and then um, my wife, she's now at a hospital and has been doing really well for a while and she's now serving back at youth Come on. for the first time in yeah. ages. Thanks Danny, Poppy. Oh, so good. Um, that's awesome. But she also now has this two years worth of arsenal that she can go at kids that are going through anxiety and saying, yeah. you know, like, sit down, I've got you, you know Come what on. I mean? So, um, and even when she was in hospital, my, and anyone knows my wife, she's just, you know, Captain Christian, she's the biggest prayer warrior ever, <laughs> like in a good way. And, um, you know, she's praying for people at hospital and Come she's on. drawing art class, she's drawing scriptures, she's putting them all over a wall and she's just shouting it out. So she was praying for people at hospital and now she's out and at youth and she's praying for kids and Come helping on. kids every day, like every Friday night. So we're kind of just starting to see like, oh, maybe that's why you didn't heal my wife straight away. Maybe that's why we've gone through this last two years. So she's actually got this testimony now to bring to young girls, young boys, whoever. So it's kind of like one wow. of those things that at the time you can't understand it. But, and anyone who's gone through... Um, rubbish in their life um, would know this like at the time you're kind of just getting through it and you're, you're not sure why you're going through it yeah. but then like two years later we can kind of look back and say hey you know that's yeah. maybe that's why and, and just give praise to God for getting through it 
Um, so. Oh, thanks so much for sharing That's that. That's awesome. Yeah. How do you follow that? Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Owen. <laughs> uh, no, you know what, though? This is why I like these um, conversations. Because, yeah. um, you know, I really do believe there is power in knowing holistically what this journey means. You know, because I really believe that God meets us where we're at. And he gives us, and we know it's biblically, God gives us what we need before we even ask. And, you know, I don't like the fact that sometimes people think that when we give our life to Jesus, that that means everything's going to be perfect. That everything's going to run. And, he, and this is the thing, he never said that. And we know that when we walk the everyday of life, that God is with you. uh, As we know, Shane Willard speaks, he's closer than the air that we breathe. And that he is there behind us, backing us through the situation. Yeah, bro, on on that, my my favourite scripture is John 16, 33, where it's, in this world you have troubles. So he kind of lays it straight. Like, he's like, your life's going to suck sometimes. You know, but the, yeah, the yeah. back half of that scripture is the best part where it goes, take heart, I've overcome the world. Mm. You know, so it's, it's yeah. telling you both. It's giving yeah. you yeah. the dessert and the so dinner. So good. That's right. Yeah. I, I was reading just before coming here and I was um, looking at 2 Timothy. We know it says that I've fought the good fight. That's right. And, you know, this sometimes is a fight. Sometimes it takes us to step up and to sometimes take the hits but fight the fight. Yeah, cool. You know, just like he said, I finished the race. You know, and I think we need to keep the faith even in the midst of the fight. And, you know, um, I really believe that when we ask ourselves the question why, not just what, it's personal. You know, I feel like we can sit here and we can talk theology. We can talk what scripture says, but then putting it to the action is the hard part. That's the point where we really need to step into that. Yeah, and I guess the key is then, sorry, I don't know if you're about to say something. The key is then understanding or knowing, do I have a why? You know what I mean? Like, um, I know I'm talking from my own personal um, history. It's been brought up and grown up in church. You have a, a way you live because that's the way you were brought up and taught. And then for a while there you go, hang on, I know all the what's. I know what to do at what moment, whatever, but I haven't for myself found a why. And I think if you can find that, um, and like God, like you say, God meets you where you're at. If you're looking for a why, I guarantee you, you'll find it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, and it doesn't have to be as, something as hectic as our one story, though. I will say, like I said this last time when we had the podcast, I was like, um, every time I feel like I've gone through a life-changing or um, real hectic situation in life, that's when I feel like my faith has come most alive. You know, that's when I feel most connected either to God or I talk to him like he really exists. You know what I mean? You know, like, sorry, you're going to say something? Yeah. I was just saying, um, if life's going perfect, at times you can think, like, I don't need God. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I work, I've got a good job, I've got enough money to survive, I can get by, you know what I mean? Like, it's when life kind of starts sucking, it's like, I've got no other option now apart <laughs> from you. And I know that's not the angle you should, you should take, but I think in a Western world, when stuff is going so well... It can get a bit of a, I can do this by myself. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting because I, I was just going to say that it's good to approach the Lord, I think, uh, with the fact that there's no B plan. You know, and I know, yeah. like in, in yeah. um, my marriage with Trev, we weren't even Christians, and we said together that there is no B plan. So you just have to fight it out. 
You just have to make it work. Um, and there were certain circumstances we weren't going to tolerate, but anything else, there was no B plan. And I kind of feel that same way with the Lord. You know, there is no B plan. We can fight, we can argue. You know, there's times of love, there's times of really getting angry at him and not understanding and why aren't we being healed and all of that. But in all of that, there is no B plan. And, um, and, you know, I've been... well. You know, I think it's miraculous that I'm sitting up here as a young adult. But um, <laughs> praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord. But I've been around with the Lord for 30 years. And, and it's only in the last few years that I'm really settling in the peace of God. And I know my God now. And I know that he's there for me. And I know that he is real. Yeah. And I don't have to strive or try or I'm just in this beautiful place of peace. Amazing. Yeah. Which, you know, from where I came from, this is like gold. And I would not give this up for the world. And even if I wanted to, where would I go? Yeah. <laughs> you know, who can give me what Jesus yeah, gives great. me? Nobody. Yeah. Nowhere. So awesome. yeah. Yeah, totally. It's awesome. <laughs> Let me just read this for you. Hebrews 12, 1 to 2, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, yes. looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Right. How cool is that? Yeah. Cool. You know, and as we talk about tonight, the seasons and the rhythm of life, there is, without a doubt, nothing better than following Jesus. And I can sit here today as a man who serves God and has children in a church, and I'm planted in a house as good and as beautiful and as great as Highway, that I can sit here and I can personally say I'm a Christian because I know Him, because I know He is real and I have experienced Him. And wherever you are at tonight, I really pray that this week that you will know that he is with you and that he is real and that before we attend a building, before we come to a service, before we read a Bible verse, that we are his children, that he loves us and that he gave everything for us collectively and personally. And as we sit here, I want to be um, a part of a community that is proud to call myself a Christian. Yeah. And as we step into the days ahead, church, can we be people who are proud to call ourselves Christians? That we know what we stand for, we know what we believe, and we attend church not because we come religiously, but we come to meet the King of Kings and to yeah. gather together. Right. And when I come today and I sit here with people like this who fires me up because I have known these people. I look around this room. You know, I've been a part of this church for 18 years. I came through our youth ministry. I have seen Pastor Byron Nan through the good times and the bad. I've seen our leaders not just talk, but walk Jesus. You know, I look around, I see Hayden here, and I see you in church, mate. And I know the journey that you're on. And it encourages me because this community that we are part of is bigger than what anybody could ever believe. Yeah, totally. And something about being a part of the Capital C Church... It's something that we need to stand for. Yeah. And in this season, I really believe that we need to be strong in what we believe, but to know why before the what. Totally. And um, I don't know, I feel like I could just preach on this because I'm, I'm pumped about it. 
It's um, got the flow. Yeah, any last thoughts before we close, guys, you'd like to share? Um, for me, it'd be... It's a couple of things. One, when I first started becoming a Christian, I remember being a little, like, ashamed. I'd go to... I was working in pubs at the time, and someone would be like, hey, what do you do on the weekend? And I'd say, you know, I'm seeing a really good band play, which I'm not lying, they're a really good band. <laughs> or um, I'm hanging out with good mates, because I'm not lying, I was hanging out with good mates. But I wouldn't say I was going to church. And um, then one day I was like, yeah, I'm going to church. And the conversations that opened up just by saying that. Totally. You know, I think Donna kind of nailed it from my perspective as well, where it's like, there's a reason the Lord calls us the, church, uh, the bride. You know, we're yeah. his bride. Because for my marriage with courts, it's, it's a, every day I wake up and I'm like, cool, I'm making this work. Yeah. I'm choosing to love my wife every single day. Whether the days suck, I'm loving my wife. When they're great, I'm loving my wife. It's the same with God. When the days are sucking, I'm still loving my God. When the days are great, cool, I'm praising him. There's, it's like that kind of hilltop and valley metaphor for a reason. It's good or bad, he's still really good. And he still loves us and I'll still love him. Just like good or bad, I'll still love my wife every single day. So. And that's what it means to be a Christian. If you want to put it in a sentence or a paragraph. <laughs> I teach English. You know, like... Christian, a follower of Christ, a, a Christ disciple, you know, I, I, I belong to Christ, same as you're with your wife, or with, you know, it's a daily decision, I am following Jesus, I'm following Christ, I'm going to read what he says, the things that he's told me to do for the, the, the best for me and how to live my life, um, I'm going to choose to do those things, and that's, that's when it does actually really come alive for you, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, for me, it's just the fact that he really is a father. You know, he loves us like a father. He disciplines us like a father. He encourages us. He restores us like a father. And, um, you know, even in those tough times, we can just remember, um, you know, some of us may, may not have had, you know, real fathers that really love us or whatever, but, but we know what a father is. We know what a father's meant to be. And that is what our God is. He is our father. And um, so just hang on to him and let him deal with those issues. And, um, yeah, then you'll be around for a long time. So <laughs> Come on. Come on, can we give our panel a round of applause tonight? I hope you loved that conversation. I personally loved that conversation so much. Big thank you, shout out to the, our panel guests. Spoke so raw and open and honestly, and um, I really hope you feel encouraged and full of faith from that. Again, thank you so much for everybody who is listening to our podcast. Let's share this out. Let's get it out to as many people as we can. Um, and we love you. We're so thankful for you. Make sure you're listening for next week. We have another Originals podcast coming to your ears. You're going to love it. All right. We'll see you soon. Catch ya. Bye.